Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. AR Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. Brewer has got out of that second inning. Uh, bottom of the second for the Cubs. Had a couple of runners on first and third. A flyout uh, gets them out of the inning. Still scoreless uh, between Milwaukee and Chicago at Wrigley Field. And again, I, I don't think there's any rain falling from what I can tell watching on Bally Sports Wisconsin on our TV here. So uh, that's good. Uh, our guy Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. Uh, get an update uh, with Adam here on Tiger Woods and the journey that is. Uh, him as far as he's you know essentially going to try and make the cut here the next couple of days today and tomorrow been playing now for how long has it been four hours yeah four hours started at 10 o'clock a little after 10 o'clock this morning I had a birdie uh early then had a bogey later uh, and then last I heard from Adam had another birdie so at least two birdies that I know of and my updates from Adam Roberts uh where are we at now with good old Tiger Right now, minus one. He just birdied. I think it was. I can't remember. I don't have his scoreboard up. I just know he's minus one, tied for tenth. Okay, so hey. all he's, right. He's in the top ten. He's right now on hole number fourteen, and he's got a tough one. He's taken a lot of shots today from those pine needles. Yep. This is not the first one he's taken, and they've been kind of mixed so far. I'm watching live right now, so we'll I think, see. I mean, right now the leader's at minus four. Um, I, I think if you're Tiger. You, you'd like to be within two or three shots of the lead by the time everything gets said and done tonight. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know. But I can't imagine that cut line is going to be in the in the minus one, minus two range. I just can't imagine that because this course was playing so tough for everybody uh, earlier this morning. Everybody cut, getting off was essentially bogeying in the first hole, most of the people. Um, and again, weather conditions change throughout the day and so forth. But it's like sunny and in the 70s down in Georgia uh, for this right now. Um, so well, we'll keep you updated, uh, throughout, uh, Sparky's midday madness here. And I'm sure Rami will probably keep an eye on what Tiger Woods is doing as well. But if he can get to, 
I would say if he can get to minus two, minus three, I, I think that's a huge success for Tiger, considering him played well. I mean, like you said, Adam, right? I mean, not only is he not necessarily hitting fairways, uh, he's also missing relatively makeable putts uh, throughout today as well. So if he gets through today playing as bad as he did and still ends up at two or three under par, I think that's a huge victory for Tiger Woods. Yeah, we watched him, you and I did, him lip out one of those for sure birdies, and he was not happy about it. Right, and then he hit the next tee shot into the woods. Now, his shot he just hit on 14 here from the Pine Needles, it went actually just behind the green. So all of that, you know, old man golf stuff that, like, Gary was talking about him earlier, he can still hit the ball pretty darn far and overshoot the green from time to time. All right, so we'll keep you updated on what's going on with uh, Tiger Woods as well. We made our predictions uh, earlier uh, on the Wendy's Big Show, too. Uh, I had 95 wins was my prediction. I think they... Uh, NLCS is probably will be the extent of where this thing goes. Now, again, I mean, today's day one. So you're going to have injuries. You're going to have free agent pickups. You're going to have promotions from the minors. You're going to have deadline deals. So this roster more than likely will be changed uh, fairly decently uh, as far as probably three, four new players maybe on the roster, maybe more than that from opening day uh, to uh, the end of the regular season. We should do that if we remember. We should go back and look at this roster at the end of September, beginning of October when the season ends and see how many players are different as far as who's up at the major league level playing at that point versus who starts it uh, at this point this year. So I had 95 wins. Leroy had, I believe, 88 wins uh, was his. He was low man on the totem pole uh, for the Brewers this year at 88. Now, again, does 88 get him into the playoffs? I think so. Because of the expanded playoffs, I think that still gets them in. Um, now, how far do you go on 88 wins? Probably not very, uh, based on you know how you're playing. But we've seen it before. We've seen it with the Cardinals, where you know you get hot in September, last two weeks of September, and you don't have the best record in baseball by any stretch of the imagination. But you catch fire and you continue it on through the postseason. The Brewers last year kind of took their foot off the pedal a little bit there in September because they had the division wrapped up so early. Uh, and never could get it back by the time they got to that Brave series. And they never could find their mojo again, and that became a problem. Now, will that happen again this year? I don't know. I mean, they're really only dealing with one team, just the Cardinals. So if the Cardinals stumble or get hurt a bunch or whatever, the Brewers might be in a similar situation where this division is over super early again. And then how will Craig Council change or adjust to what he's doing with this roster uh, going forward, as far as will he give guys as many days of rest as he did last September? You know, will he change how he handles his pitching rotation down the line uh, like he did last September? That that will be interesting if they get back to that same point in time. Having said that, we never uh, got to AR's Adam Roberts uh, predictions. He pointed that out to me after the big show was done. So AR, without further ado, uh, your prediction for the Milwaukee Brewers. So I'm going to do a little thing called the Price is Right rule and go underneath one Gary Ellerson. He was at 93 wins, so I'm going to go $1 under and say 92, which if I remember correctly, in 2011, that was the amount of wins they had when they won the division. Yeah. 92 and 70. Yeah, so I think somewhere. I think same thing. I think somewhere, yeah. Like, I'm I, not going to go like Trav, who 92, called our show and said 100. Right. I, I hey. And I, I said that. I mean, we all lost our mind when he said 100. But I don't think that's crazy. I mean, I'm at, I'm at 95. Why would I think 100 is crazy? It's five games. 
But, but again, when you're at that level, five games is a, a lot. If they win 100 games, guys, aren't we all sitting here going into uh, you know, the middle of October going, this is a World Series team. What, 100 plus games? Like, they're going to have to be favored, one of the favorites, to win the World Series if they win 100 plus games. Now, I can also see how the national media at that point could very well turn around and say, yeah, but I mean, you got Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, the Cubs. I mean, you got a ton of wins just out of those three teams. So really, how realistic? Then the next conversation will be, what is the Brewers record at that point against the other playoff teams, right? The Dodgers, the Padres, the Braves, um, the Giants, possibly, you know, what is, what's their record against those teams? Um, and if that record's not that good, then there's going to be a lot of people probably not buying in uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers at the end of the day. So that gets y'all we're kind of caught up here on Brewers and uh, Tiger Woods to start off here in the first segment of the show. So we had several things NBA-wise uh, written down on our sheet for the Wendy's Big Show to get to that we simply never got to because for the most part, it's been Brewers all day um, and a little bit of Tiger splashed in there. I want to get to some of the Adam Silver stuff from yesterday because the commissioner of the NBA had a lot to say. And it's not going to get a ton of flight because it's opening day in baseball. I understand. So it's going to kind of fly underneath the radar. But to me, there were some eye-opening things said um, that I really kind of want to dive into here and kind of get your thoughts as well. Because Adam Silver got into the conversation of pretty much we have to – not necessarily fix our sport, but we have to continue to evolve the sport. We have to continue to figure out, you know, what does our target demo want from our sport? Um, what are the issues that we have in our sport? Uh, what are the things we can help to fix in our sport, whether it be immediately or whether it be through a new CBA, new media rights deal? How do you continue to move the sport forward? And that's been a fight, obviously, that Rob Manfred has been fighting uh, now for the last what couple of years. Every time he wants to do something new and innovative and different, he gets a constant blowback from all the old school guys um, who have watched the sport their entire life and don't want their sport messed with uh, and don't want, you know, little devices, pitch com devices on the catcher's hand to sit there and press in the numbers and so forth. Now, for instance, Hendricks uh, and uh, Wilson Contreras not using the pitch com device, uh, tending to go old school that way, uh, the way that everybody does it, um, and not using that device. But Guys that don't like that device being used, things that takes away from the game, and you know, the runner on second base and extra innings. Yes, it creates more drama, but we don't like it. That's not what we watch for baseball. So that fight has been ongoing between Manfred and those guys. But Seelig uh, made changes to the playoffs and divisions and wild card and and that type of stuff. And that was you know had some blowback because people didn't want all these extra teams making playoffs. Now rewinded look. Now all of you would take only one wild card. Uh, out of each league compared to where it's going right now. So I applaud Silver for addressing some issues he feels uh, need to be brought up and to have a conversation with. And not only a conversation with the fans, but a conversation with players, specifically superstar players, conversation with head coaches, conversations with owners, um, and to try and wrap his head around uh, as commissioner of the NBA, what the next steps are. So I want to go over a couple of the things he brought up that he thinks are issues. Uh, we're going to take a quick time. I'll come back. The first thing I want to talk about is his 
I don't want to call it a theory, but his idea that star players simply are not playing enough in the NBA. And he thinks that's a problem and that that needs to be addressed and figured out and fixed. So these star players are more available and playing more often uh, in the games throughout the course of the year. The question just is, how would you get the star players to play more games in the NBA? You just hear the question, you think to yourself, what in the world are we talking about? What do you mean? How do you get them to play more games in the NBA? Well, Mr. Silver has some ideas. Uh, I'll read you those, and I'll give you my ideas as well. Dial it up now, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fans, Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Brewers and Cubs now already into the bottom of the third. That game still scoreless uh, at Wrigley Field. Corbin Burns against Kyle Hendricks, uh, your pitching matchup. Uh, today, the Cubs have had multiple opportunities on Corbin Burns, haven't been able to cash in. The Brewers have had one opportunity thanks to a uh, leadoff double. I believe it was in the second by Andrew McCutcheon, uh, but they weren't able to get him in. Uh, so still scoreless uh, in that one. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, these comments made by Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, um, concerning uh, a problem that he feels uh, the NBA has right now uh, as far as going forward um, and talks about uh, a trend of star players not participating in a full complement of games. And he hopes that the league and the NBA Players Association can address it. Quote, I'm not standing here saying I have a great solution. Part of the issue is injuries. One of the things we have focused on at the league office and we're spending, and we've begun to spend a lot of time on pre-pandemic, are there things we can do in terms of sharing information, resources around the league to improve best practices uh, and rehabilitation. The other way we can get at it in terms of player participation is creating other incentives. The play-in tournament, I thought, says Adam Silver, was the beginning of creating renewed incentives for teams to remain competitive and be fighting for playoff position. It might be through in-season tournaments and change in formats where we can get at it. So, Let's let's talk about what Adam Silver is suggesting here. So Adam Silver is lying out that he thinks that lack of competition is essentially causing part of the problem as far as why these guys aren't playing as much. Pretty much saying that, look, the season is so long that there isn't as much to play for. The one thing that he didn't bring up, and he's not going to, you got a ton of playoff teams, Mr. Silver. You got half the league in the playoffs, which is the same route that baseball and the NFL are going because they followed yours and the NHL's lead. So you should be proud of yourself. You thought of it first. So actually, David Starnes, but either way. So you start thought about it first, but either way, you have that. That's part of the issue. Because if you're Giannis and the Bucks, you know you're making the playoffs. They've all but said, seeding don't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Giannis don't care if they're the one seed, the two seed, the three seed, whatever. Four seed, either way, they got to beat whoever's in front of them. Whether those games are at Pfizer Forum or whether those games are at the United Center or wherever they may be. 
Doesn't matter. They got to win them. They don't care about seeding. Last year, when I and many others were talking about seeding and how important it was, and boy, oh boy, they better get the one seed because the road's going to be tough. Well, they didn't get their one seed. They went the toughest road possible and still won a championship. So after you do that, seeding becomes even less important. If seeding's not important, then why are we going to force guys to play? And if you're silver, you simply turn around and look at that Clippers game over the weekend uh, for the Bucks. That's it. You beat Philly. You beat the Nets. And then after the game, what happens? Giannis is talking about, hey, man, you know what happened earlier in the year? We get a big win, and then we go losing in Charlotte or whatever. And, you know, we got to kind of protect ourselves from that and be ready to come out and play and get ready to go against the Clippers the next night. That's what he said. Giannis said nothing about, yeah, man, I'm kind of beat up. You know, I don't know if I'll be able to go tomorrow. None of that. He was talking about they had to come out, play hard, and beat the Clippers the next night. That's what it was. That was Thursday night. Friday was April Fool's. So here comes the injury report for the Bucs. And the starting five is sitting. And immediately, Bucks fans are going, well, this is an April Fool's joke. You're not going to catch us. Oh, no, you're not. This is an April Fool's joke. Especially those of you that had tickets to that game. You all really believed or wanted to believe it was an April Fool's joke. Guess what? Not an April Fool's joke. Didn't have an opportunity to go watch your favorite players play for the Bucks. You spent that hard-earned money on your tickets. You went to the game and you didn't see anybody. Now, you can say lesson learned of don't buy tickets for Bucks games in April uh, when you know darn right well they're not going to mean much. That's the chance you take. And for those of you that bought those tickets, I'm sure you'll never buy tickets for Bucks games again in April prior to the playoffs because you know you're in a position where you may not see them play. But to Adam Silver's point, that there, that, 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 that doesn't appear to be injuries. Now, they got to write stuff down on the injury report. And all of what they wrote down very well is true. Could very well all be true. I'm not saying it's not. If that was the playoffs, they all would have played. If they needed that game for home court advantage, they all would have played. Because they were all back the very next time they had an opportunity to play against the Mavericks. On Sunday, a day in between, all played. That is the issue that Silver needs to fix and address. The rest management, load management, whatever. They don't put it down in the injury report anymore because you can't. So now you have to come up with other stuff to put down in the injury report of why these guys aren't playing. But when you sit an entire five, is it all your starters? It's it's hard for a person taking their kids and whatever else to an NBA game to justify doing such a thing when everybody sits. I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. You want to do load management, do it at home. That's what the Bucs did. So I personally have no issue with it whatsoever because the home fans, more times than not, will have multiple opportunities to see that player or that team throughout the season. You get 40 dates, 41 dates throughout the season to go see your team play. You had years to go see Giannis play. And you have years in front of you to go see Giannis play. Where I have an issue is 
when a team comes to your town once the whole year and they decide that that's when they're going to rest their superstar, right? So somebody wants to see Kyrie. Somebody wants to see Ja Morant. Somebody wants to see Steph Curry. Dude could play, but they'd rather have him at home in the next game versus on the road in that game. So they said, sore ankle, sore wrist, uh, fingers not well, whatever. And they don't play. That screws the fans on the road. I've said that before, that if you're going to have load management and so forth, then fine. But you should be forced to use load management at home with your fan base. You want to anger a fan base? Anger your own. Don't be screwing around with road team fan bases that may only get to see Giannis play once all year, uh, and now they go and he's not playing for whatever the reason may be. Yes, they are. So you said in this segment that if they're gonna do, if you do low management at home, it's okay because the fans have plenty of opportunities to see their favorite player either before that particular game or after, or years before, or years after when you have the same player there forever, like Giannis. Yes. So you in so I just thought of this as you were talking about this. In your opinion, then you would say no need for if you're going to rest, quote unquote, a player for those reasons, right? You would be opposed to, say, having a separate category specifically that says, oh, Giannis, load management. Right, but the NBA doesn't want to do that because it gives them a bad look. So instead, they'd rather uh, advocate for you just making up something to put on the injury report to justify to the fan base, oh, this is sore, oh, that is sore. The problem I have is everybody plays one night, the next night they all sit, a day later they come back and they all play on Sunday. Like, it's a horrible look for the NBA. It's a horrible look. And again, it has nothing to do with me and a Bucks fan. I remember San Antonio pulled that crap. Parker, mm-hmm. Ginobili, and Duncan. They never even all got the on the they never even got on the plane. They came here without all three of them. They didn't want to come to Milwaukee. We'll wait here for you to come back home. And they flew back home. San Antonio played the next home game. That's the type of stuff that the NBA has to fix, right? And instead, Silver is talking about, let's have another tournament. We'll have one in the middle of the season because, you know, they'll play hard in January if there's a tournament in February. Uh, that, that'll that be a reason why they'll get after it. These guys don't want to play no damn tournament in the middle of the season. The only tournament NBA players want to play in is the postseason. That's it. Nothing else. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine you play in October, November, December? And let's say the tournament's in... Uh, February, right before the All-Star break, right? So you have the tournament, and then you get a break for the All-Star break, and then you come back and finish your season. So it's like an extension of the All-Star break. Could you imagine somebody gets hurt and ends their year in this goofy tournament that they set up for over three or four days in whatever, it's going to be a neutral site. Mark my words, it'll be Vegas. That's where this tournament's going to happen. So you're going to put all these dudes at one site, in their little teams or pods or however they're going to do this, they're, somebody's going to get hurt, and then they're going to miss the rest of the season because you put them out there in this fiasco. Secondly, what's the payoff? Why should I care what seed I am in this play-in tournament? Because that's what he wants. He wants to have that super competitive feel like you're always playing for something. He wants it to feel like college football, right, where every win and loss means something. Okay. So if I win the tournament – what do I get, Commissioner? If I win the tournament, do I get a bye to the conference championship? Is that my reward? Because let's say that's the reward. 
And on the outside looking in, you're going, Whoa, okay, well, these guys are going to want to win this playing tournament, this tournament midseason. If you get a bot in the conference championship, one problem. So now let's say the Bucs win the tournament in the middle of the season. They get the bye to the conference championship. There is no need to go run Giannis out there a bunch now in the second half of the season. They don't got to worry about playing through the playoffs. They're going to get the conference championship in Milwaukee. They're going to sit, watch the playoffs, and then get a bye to the conference championship. And then whoever is in the other side, well, actually, there would only be one team because you'd only have one tournament. Right. So whoever wins, those star players, really, and the team itself, would really have no reason to play, uh, to necessarily push the envelope, I guess you could say, the rest of the season. Is the winner of the tournament get money? Is that is that the idea where every player gets an additional $5 million or whatever the case may be? That That's where I struggle with this tournament in the middle of the season. Because the, the, the thing that you're hanging out there for them to go get, whatever that prize is, has to be good enough to justify possibly getting hurt and missing the opportunity to have your best player play in the playoffs or one of your better players play in the playoffs. Like There has to be a big enough reason to justify this because if there's not, then I am not playing to win no stupid tournament in the middle of the season. Real quick on the load management thing, I was thinking about this a little while ago. It will never happen, full disclosure. This will never happen in a million years, but... If you want to, if you're going to have this be a thing and players are going to be out for my pinky ring is aching this morning. But it won't be the next day. Yeah. I would say, again, it never will happen, but I'd say, fine, put it down as load management. Just be do away with all these silly excuses, but you have to do it the night before. It would never happen for a multitude of reasons, but do it the night before. If they're not going to be out, if they're going to be out for those silly reasons, just be up front with it. Do it the night before. Then if people don't want to go to a game against the Bucks in Charlotte where it's going to be a bunch of G League players, essentially, then you don't have to. Yeah, but you already bought the tickets. And now, now what you have to hope to do is sell those tickets to somebody that's not paying close enough attention to know who's not playing. And the resale market will be like, <laughs> nice try. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I just... Trav and Brown Deer, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Trav? I, I so hear you again, and I will be talking to Rami. It's all right, you know, but, uh, I mean, I get it, you know. If you're out, you're out, but, uh, yeah, they just got to say you're out, but uh, it's just like, you know, when they give out the championship rings, right, and a co-worker said she bought tickets for her grandson, right, and uh, and he got her a replica. He was so happy about that, and, you know, I understand the game. He's young. He's just happy to be there. Absolutely. He understand play, and uh, it was great. He had so much fun. No. Yeah. Yep. As adults, you understand what, what the league is. They're resting, and right. You know what I'm getting at. But the problem is, though, Trav, thanks for the call. You may understand what's going on. I may understand what's going on. The problem is, as he points out, they're trying to grow the sport. They're trying to grow the popularity of the sport. As we talked about, what was it, Monday, I guess? No, what day was I here last on Madness? Not yesterday, Tuesday. So Tuesday on Madness, when I went off about how the NFL is killing sports, you have the other sports chasing, trying to get more of that um, audience pie, I guess you could say, more, a bigger slice of that pie of the audience when they're having to compete against that sport for part of their season. 
And you're trying to figure all of that out. Now, Adam Silver also brought up something else. Another thing that he thinks could be an issue that they would have to uh, look at, and that's the schedule. We'll talk about that next here on The Madness. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparty's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Live from the Lakeland University studio, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer. Rami Makhlouf comes up here at 3 o'clock. Brewers now have a one nothing lead. Lorenzo Kane uh, with an excuse me grounder, I guess you could say. Some of those lines got jammed, hit up the first baseline. Uh, and uh, they had the out at first base, run scores. Uh, and then the Brewers leave runners on base. Jace Peterson with a fly out to right to say a Suzuki uh, to end the inning. So the Brewers now up 1-0 uh, over the Chicago Cubs. And speaking of which, baseball going on now. There's still lots of basketball left to watch and the place to catch all the action. While playing your own indoor games is at Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your own favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room. Settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard, in Waukesha. I attempted to do the piled up high yesterday to uh, mixed results from Twitter and Rami. He thought I sounded like Mr. Hanky from South Park. I don't know South Park that well. Basically, the character sounds like, Oh, yes. I know it so well enough to tell that he said it sounded voice. like that. That is what it sounds like, yeah. I've only seen South Park, I think, like twice in my life, maybe. If that, never my thing. 
Uh, but yeah, I know, hugely popular. I know. Simpsons also never hugely my thing either, and I know that also was very popular back in the day. What else? Uh, the Office, another thing I never really got into. Dovey's no, having me go through Friends right now. I never watched it when Friends it was, was on. I've watched a lot of Friends. I watched. I didn't watch it as much when it was on. I've watched a ton of the reruns of Friends since it ended. So I've watched more of those. Seinfeld, mm, not as much Seinfeld either. I've watched more reruns of Seinfeld since it's been over than anything. But even that, like Friends and Seinfeld both, I haven't watched either one of those reruns-wise probably in, I don't know, five years. Six years. Yeah. Make way for the first ever What show. is that? I thought that was you. I looked at Adam. I'm like, what is he playing? Is he playing some type of TV song or something? I didn't know where that was coming from. Uh, okay, so talking more about these Adam Silver quotes yesterday, the commissioner of the NBA, talking about how he needs to keep his star players um, on the floor more and in more games. And he talks about injuries. He talks about uh, kind of getting together as uh, an association with all the different trainers and rehab people and figuring out the best practices to get players back on the floor uh, quicker uh, and sooner and so forth. Talks about in-season tournaments, which I think is an absolutely stupid idea. Um, so he brings that up as well. Now, here's the other thing that he brought up. Quote, I also have said in the past that if we have too many games, that's something we should look at as well. Talking about the NBA schedule. It's something as we sit down and we're looking at new media deals and looking at a new collective bargaining agreement that we will be studying. There wasn't any banging of the table or anything like that. From my discussions with players, they recognize it's an issue too. The style of the game has changed in terms of the impact on their bodies. I think we've got to constantly assess and look at a marketplace going forward and say, what's the best way to present our product and over how long a season? Now, to that I say, beautiful, beautiful. Now follow through and fix this. The baseball should do the exact same thing. NHL should do the exact same thing. They all should do the exact same thing. There is no reason to have these many games. Now, again, let's go back to what I'm looking at. For me, start on Christmas Day. That should be your opening if you want to play on Christmas Day or the day after Christmas if you want to have started the day after Christmas or if you want to start it the day after New Year's, fine. But I see no reason why you want to bang your head against the wall against the National Football League in October, November, and December when 90% of the country does not care about you. Just doesn't. The national TV outlets don't care about you. Sports talk radio in general only talks NFL in that time. There is no reason to be playing at that period of time. So if you want bang for your buck to get momentum, Christmas, I don't think they should be playing on holidays necessarily, but either way. Um, if they want bang for their buck, you want to start it off on Christmas, fine. That's been a tradition, start it on Christmas. And then instead of playing, you know, three, four games a week, Change it up. Instead of doing that, make it more of a weekend thing. And I know people are going to hate that idea because they want to have their weeknights games, right? TNT wants their weeknight games. For me, if you have your Tuesday and Thursday game or whatever it's going to be, fine, have your, your Tuesday and Thursday game. And then maybe add a Saturday game to it, and that's it. Done. And we move on. If that's what you want to do. I would be more along the lines of, I'd rather have it be 
Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. Let those be the three days of the week that you play in you know January, February, March, April, May, um, through that time. Now, again, it changes in the playoffs because you have to play more games, obviously closer together. Uh, but if you say, let's say you say you play three games um, a week, and that's still four days off, right? That That's four days of rest a week. That's, that's quite a bit of rest. You're not going to play any back-to-backs, so that will be good. So you should be able to get everybody to play. And say you play uh, January, February, March, so that's, let's see, 12 games, 24, 48. Yeah. I mean, say you play 50, I don't know, 55 games, something like that, 54, 55 games, 52 games, somewhere in that area. You could easily do that because you can play, you know, through, if you play through April, let's say, actually, no, say Christmas. About the same time they end now, which is about middle of April, you could play 48 to 50 games. That's with playing three games a week, four weeks a month. Is that too little for everybody involved? Is that going to screw things up? Because the big thing here is going to be this. What does that then mean for player contracts as far as the money they get and what the owners are willing to spend? Because you're going to lose all that gate and all that ticket revenue and all the concession money and parking money for those people that have their own parking garages, you're going to lose all of that for all of those additional games you would have had them for. So say it's 50-game season, right? We're talking 25 home games, 25 road games, instead of 41 home games. That's a sizable drop in revenue for NBA teams if you cut the season from 82 to 50. Sizable. But the fact that Silver is talking about doing it is amazing to me. Like, I've been complaining about this for baseball for years. The season's too long. By about two full months too long. And now the NBA is saying, we got a problem. We can't keep our star players on the on, on the floor. This has become an issue. The Players Association knows it's an issue that it is too many games. And in the new CBA, we're going to have to address it with TV and players and so forth. And look at redoing the schedule and changing it and having fewer games. Again, Christmas to the same point in April, play 50 games and go from there. Why bang your head against the wall in October, November, and December when nobody's paying attention to you? Nobody. I mean, it, it's it's similar to baseball pounding their head against the wall in September, uh, in October, once the NFL starts. Just realize who the king is and get out of their way because you're not going to beat the king in ratings, in attention, or in anything else at this point. So that that is something that I'm anxious to see how this whole thing is going to play out. Do you think there's too many games in NHL, NBA, and MLB, Adam? I think there's probably, and again, you're talking to Mr. Hockey here. I think the NHL way does way games. too many. I mean, we're and that's still violent. Yeah, we're still in. We've still got a few weeks to go here in April, and it's like enough's enough. Florida is well and away the uh, division champion. Where the Maple Leafs are in, we don't need to keep playing these games. Let's just wrap it up and get moving because everyone talks about how great the Stanley Cup playoffs are. We got to wait so long for them. And I don't know what it is, but this season in particular feels like it's dragged on longer than pretty much any other one I can remember. It does? Yeah, for, for me. For in, in the hockey, NHL. for me. Yes. For the NHL, it feels that way. That's interesting. 
I guess with the NBA, I just always feels like it's really long to me. Um, baseball feels like it's beyond really long to me um, as well. Uh, and the NFL doesn't ever, to me at least, doesn't ever really feel that way. I never get that sense of, man, this season is just taking forever. Like, what is the deal? It's scarcity. Right. I never I never get that same feeling when we talk about um, the NFL. Hey, Easter weekend is coming up next week. And as we look to enjoy our holiday celebration, whether large or small, now is the time to be ordering up delicious food from Robert Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts will help you select and even provide proper cooking tips to make your Easter dinner memorable. Holiday hams, Polish sausage, USDA, prime beef tenderloin, prime rib, bacon wrap fillets, and more. The Al Capone pork roast is a family favorite, combining several meats, cheeses, and seasonings into one awesome meal, which can be trimmed to suit your serving needs. Call Ed today to Robert at 262-549-MEAT, 262-549-MEAT. In fact, I have to call after I get off the air today uh, for the best selection. And when you visit, be sure to pick up some of their made fresh daily cherry wood smoked jerky or beef sticks in several distinctive flavors. A perfect snack treats for those spring cleaning chores. You can also check them out online at robertspecialtymeatswalkashaw.com for money-saving coupons. For the best in meats, there's only one place, Robert's Specialty meats. I am going to call. I want to get off the air today. Now, I, I have a question for the chef of the show. Uh, the, the the spiral cut ham, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or a boneless ham um, obviously differs as far as how much you're going to order, right? So one may be five pounds, boneless may be four pounds or whatever. Do you prefer one over the other, Mr. Roberts? Hmm. That is a good question. We normally have boneless. I don't believe I've ever had the spiral uh, cut ham before. Now, spiral can be made boneless. It can be. It can be. It's not usually done. Like, butchers will usually just uh, slice into the bone in ham for spiral, but it can be boneless. Again, it's rare, but it can happen. And it's normally pre-cooked then. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that's what the debate is. Should I go the spiral bone in or should I go with the boneless ham from Robert's Specialty Meats? I'm, I'm, I'm debating that. I don't even know if they do the spiral. Well, no what, are you, what are you looking to use the meat for? Easter dinner. Okay. Are you serving like ham sandwiches, just well, straight probably ham? probably ham sandwiches the next day after okay. we eat dinner. But yeah, otherwise it's straight ham, cheesy potatoes, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Well, if you're doing the long play and you expect to have a lot of Easter leftovers, yeah. I do boneless. Cause Why? I Well, because again, you I love having Easter ham sandwiches for Me like too. that week after yeah and i think just boneless is more set to last you for that week whereas spiral you want to eat that right away you want that fresh so i would oh. suggest if you're look if you're looking to just focus on that meal yeah. and have a good easter meal sure go with the spiral ham but if it's about after that then go, with the go boneless. boneless and i'm sure people can call and disagree with I'm me go, go ahead I but think, that's what i think i think i'm gonna go boneless well rami's over here i'd ask him but he's stuffing his face with chocolate chip cookies um yeah, they're very good. Yeah, everything is good. We had ribs on a stick uh, over there today. They brought in for the uh, season. Is that uh, what that was? I was looking through the fridge. Me and Sam were scavenging to see what y'all had at the cookout today. Well, we all didn't have anything. I was in here doing a show. Mm. They uh, had uh, ribs on a stick, mm-hmm. hamburgers, brats. You ate some mac of that and stuff. Cheese. Yeah, I grabbed it in the top of an hour break. I'm going to take um, some home with me. 
You know how I roll. Everybody in the building will be shocked to hear that. Um, but yeah, so they had that. They had like oatmeal and raisin cookies, chocolate chip cookies, M M&M and cookies. They had putting contests. They had bags games. They had drawings. Bags. They had Wisconsin. all kinds of stuff going on out there. Did you see your fathead picture that's now up on the wall I outside? Did. I do not like that. Those are very unsettling. They're unsettling? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Well, first of all, well, Rami's people, hair people. Rami's hair on that is like straight as a line. Well, that's how he I mean, that's how he took the picture. So th- this is this is I'll give you guys all a little be behind the scenes thing. Bart already saw his. He was in here because he came in for the food and so forth. Um so they had us all take pictures and Rami was. Uh, I don't know. Is that was that the big thing that they needed my headshot for? Really? Mm. That was it. Well, I don't know. If there's more, but I think that was part of it. I saw him go up today, and I put two and two together and said that must be what this was all about. Uh, there might be more to it, Rami. I don't know. But they could have done that with any so picture of me. They they did uh, the these big fathead pictures that now when people come into the station, you see like these fathead pictures. Of the different hosts on, you know, Hot 105.7, Kiss FM, uh, The Mix, and 1250. So now there's like a big fat head picture of Leroy Butler, of Gary Ellerson, of Mike McGivern. I've never liked Rami, a picture of myself. Now there's a four foot deal. picture of my face hanging on a wall. Yeah. I've never in the history of. Of Rami. Of Rami. <laughs> Next time I go to one of your like uh, comedy specials, me. I'll get one of those duplicates and just you. hold it up yeah. in hold the back it up, of the crowd. Yes. Yes, I love it. That's a oh great idea. God. So yeah, so they put those up today. So I was interested to see what Robbie's reaction was so, going to be to see it. the fathead picture of so himself. All right, it. coming up next, we'll hear from Robbie McLaughlin. Find out what's coming up on his show at three. Howdy! Wow, Sparky's Midday Madness live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at Lakeland.edu/slash/get started. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. AR Adam Roberts doing a great job as executive producer today. Coming up tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show, 1035, Lawrence Holmes from 670 The Score talking about this Cubs team. Sure, we may touch on the Bulls a little bit as well. Uh, And then 1135, Ken Barkley, you better you bet. Odyssey, bet QL. We'll talk to him. I was completely wrong my NCAA stuff when we talked last week, so I have to go revisit that again. Uh, So, yeah, looking forward to that tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. And I'm sure we'll get into some Brewers-Cubs talk uh, tomorrow as well after game one in the books. Brewers up one nothing, bottom of five. Uh, and it appears Tim Allen will not be uh, doing the first show of the season. The Gene Wagner uh, baseball post, Gene Wagner plumbing baseball post game show presented to you by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek uh, will be Rami Makloff uh, hosting that show once this yes, game sir. is done. This afternoon. Back where it all began. No, it's it's really disappointing in many ways. Um, but either way, we'll what? deal with it. I mean, it's it's very... Our, it's not ideal. You're not supposed to say that to my face. Well, you're wearing what you're wearing. I'm going to say it That's to not, yeah. our, po- not our baseball nice. post-game show will have a host decked out in lovely and again, gear. You guys didn't no. have to point this out. Every time you point it out, I must point out that you didn't have to point it out. That's fine. Either way, yeah, I point just, it out. It's just very disappointing. But either way, hopefully uh, Tim will be good to go tomorrow, um, and we'll have the franchise back on the air. There is just—it's nothing against. Well, it won't you. be me on the it's, show. It's—it's it's, no, because you now you're not hosting your own show tomorrow. <laughs> so that was—that's how that worked. Um, so now he's off tomorrow because he's doing post game today. So now uh, Toby Altizer will be in tomorrow afternoon, which then means uh, our guy Bonamigo Junior. Tim Shea will be in to produce for Bart's show tomorrow. 
And just like the Brewers, they lose a backup catcher, takes four people to replace uh, two guys. Oh, men at the corners. Um, and now here you are, Rami leaving, and multiple people have to get moved around to men fill in Rami's holes. So, yeah. Uh, so what's coming up on your show? Coming today? up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, we'll talk some bucks out of the gates. It was clear to me last week, and I, I think it was clear to anybody watching, the Bucks were trying to make a statement in the games against the Sixers and against the Nets, right? They came out with a purpose, and they showed out in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Those were games they clearly wanted to win and make a statement about the Eastern Conference. Is that the case tonight with the Boston Celtics? Yes. It is? This yeah, is a statement game? I think so, because I'm sure they've heard all the crap about how good Boston is and how hot they are and, oh, Jason Tatum this and Jason Tatum that. Yeah, I think there'll probably be some of that tonight. Cubs after just this, tied who it cares? Up. Cubs just tied it up. Uh, wisdom when they sacrifice fly uh, to score. Seiya Suzuki from third base. Kane didn't even attempt to throw him out. He just threw it back in. Uh, so runner on first, one out now for the Cubs. Tie game at one, bottom of five. So we'll talk about that. Also some interesting Giannis stuff I came across this morning. So we'll do some bucks off the top. Also, I was reading the piece from Ryan Wood about all the shakeups on uh, Matt LaFleur's staff this offseason already and wondering if there's any concern about uh, all the change and lack of experience on LaFleur's staff today. So we'll get into that, some draft mockery today. I had a good idea for draft mockery. Sam doesn't I, seem crazy. I, about I, will, I will say this yes. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you Were you the knucklehead uh, that drafted, um, what did you draft for movies, action movies? I had a, did you have speed? No, no, Cody Decker took speed. That was the one that I thought was horrible. Yeah, whoever had the speed one, that, that was a horrible take. And I, I really thought... I mean, it um, is a franchise. And the first one was really good. Yeah, Fast and the Furious. Whoever had the Fast and the Sam. Furious one. I think Sam that, won. That was... It was close when I voted last night. It was like a percentage oh, or two yeah. away. Sam had a big lead last time I checked. Yeah, it was like 34, 33%, oh, okay. something like that. Cool. It was close. All right. Um, I don't know where it is now, but it was close. Because I looked at it and said, oh, yeah, Sam's going to win this easy. Um, but it wasn't. It was you and, uh, and Sam back and forth. Uh, a two-run homer from Nico Horner. Uh, from the Cubs to left field off Corbin Burns, uh, who, as I said earlier, does not look uh, like he's got his control today. Yeah, he was struggling at the beginning. He seemed to start to find it for a little bit, struck out, what, yeah. four straight Cubs, and now he's now he's getting shaky again, again here in the he fifth. Would, they didn't look good at the end of uh, spring training. So, uh, And it's a six-month season, so if it takes Corbin Burns two or three starts to figure it out, so be it. I, I think he'll be fine at the end of the day. Uh, so, yeah, so Cubs now up 3-1 at Wrigley on a Nico Horner two-run shot. Uh, so you got a lot of stuff. So you got Bucks, You got a little Packers. Got some draft mockery. So what is it today, then? You did action movies yesterday. <laughs> so I was driving in today, right? I'm listening to Cubs Brewers. My God, Sam just got enough food to feed 10 people. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> Sam smiles. Yeah, that's right, buddy. That's right. I'm going to eat all of it in the next three minutes. I was walking okay. out of the break room and he was having the conversation with himself. Do I want a brat or a burger? I was like, yes. He, he took like three of each. Yeah, he is, and yeah. so he went, he went with the Woo. combo platter. He's got a couple yeah, got brats. Both. Man, he's got a lot of food. Yeah. He's going to eat all of it up with a smile on his face. Good for him. All right, what do you got? Boys eating. I right, so, mockery. I'm driving in today. Yeah. I, I I pitched this to Sam. He didn't seem crazy about it. And I'm listening to Cubs and Brewers on our sister station. Of course you are. Flagship for Chicago Cubs baseball, 670 the score. And uh, Pat Hughes, they do ba- birthday wishes. You know, they do that on every broadcast, right? He said, I want to wish a happy birthday to Augie. And I don't remember his last name. I just heard Augie, and I was like, oh, man. Augie's got to be old as dirt. Like, nobody's named Augie anymore. Cherry Augustine. They call him Augie. And sure enough. Could be a nickname. Sure enough, Augie was 92 years old. So my, <laughs> this is really dumb, but I thought it was funny. 
My idea is old people names. I want to draft old people names today. Like Eleanor. Eleanor, Edith, yeah. Rose, yeah. Archie, yeah. Augie. Yeah, you got a good handle on this. Right? I think this is in your wheelhouse because you're older than everybody else. <laughs> so you should have a good beat on this. I mean, you're talking about names that Sam's parents probably don't even know. So, I mean, you you should have a good beat on this. This is where your age will play to your best. I think that's fun, right? I think yeah. that's a good one. I had an auntie. Old, old people names. I had an Aunt Edith and Aunt Ellie. See? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that works. I like it. I like. I think we're going to do it. We're drafting old Who's people Who's the names other person today. involved? I'm not sure yet. We were working. You want to be in on this? No. Come uh, on. 345. Jump on for some draft mockery at 345. No. Would you? No. Why not? Because I don't I, I don't think I'll, I would do good enough. Um, you do fine. 345. You're not doing anything. <laughs> I got lots to do. <laughs> Appreciate it. I've been doing so much while trying to do the big show of madness this entire day. It's making my head nothing spin. Going on. Right, Evan's and then doing I got it. Today. Who that? is? I told you, Evan's doing. Oh, draft I thought you said today. he couldn't. I'm sorry, I misread your text. Evan can't. I was, dri- I was Evan, driving. Evan can't do this. Topic. I was driving. Why not? How old's Evan? Like twenty something. Who cares? Him, him and I are the same age. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or. I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.